Hi, and welcome to the awesome DIY wedding planning podcast from Wedding Espresso. Fun, relaxed DIY wedding planning chats with the pros. Now sit back and relax. It's time to carpe wedding diem, baby. Hi, Sophie, and Hello. welcome to Wedding Espresso. Good to have you here. Uh, you're Sophie Linnett. You're welcome. Uh, from um, the Royal Museums Greenwich, which has four absolutely amazing venues, um, which are the Maritime Museum, the Cutty Sark, which I've only just found out what a Cutty Sark is. I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, were, we were away at the weekend and there was like this poem by Robert Burns that had yes, the explanation indeed. of it. And I was like, oh, right, okay, cool. I always thought it was some sort of maritime thing, but it's a short petticoat. No, I, yeah, it's, a, it's like a kind of tea dress negligee sort of yeah. thing. The figurehead of the cutty sock is Nanny and she's wearing one. And that's right. what's mentioned in the, um, it's the Tamashanta poem, I believe. Yeah. But I didn't know that until I worked here, so don't worry. Right. Um, and you've also got um, the Queen's House, obviously. Yes. And the Royal Observatory, but we can't be greedy, can we? So we um, no. can't get too carried away. So yes, <laughs> one at a time. So today we'll talk about the uh, Queen's House Greenwich mm -hmm. um, and basically focus on that because it's got world-class history, amazing staircase. We have to talk about the staircase. Um, the floor in the Great Hall, that's cool as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've got your, your vaulted undercroft thing for your, your cool party afterwards and stuff like that. So yeah, I think we should crack into that. So the theme I want to cover with you today is weddings in a former royal residence at the Queen's House Greenwich. I know that's a bit of a um, tongue twister there, but <laughs> it's kind of covering what we'd like to talk about so yeah uh, would you like to explain a bit more because obviously yeah. yeah inside out so, so the entire kind of area where the majority of our museums are today and also a couple of other bits in Greenwich used to be an old Tudor palace um it's where Henry VIII uh, spent an awful lot of his time and he was born there and Elizabeth I was born there um, and sadly over the kind of following couple of hundred years bits and pieces of it were, were taken away uh, so the one bit really that we have left standing is the Queen's House which uh, is slightly after the Tudor period it was built in 1616 by uh, Inigo Jones who later goes on to design Somerset House um, and he builds it for Queen Anne of Denmark, who is the wife of James I. Uh, rather sadly, she died a couple of years after it started being built. Uh, so it was Queen Henrietta Maria, actually a later queen um, of Charles, who uh, kind of made it her own, really. And it's known as a house of delight, uh, sort of like a weekend getaway. She used to go down with her girlfriends and crack open a Cool. Um, so, yeah, it was it was kind of where they went for, for fun. Um, sort of a very beautiful hunting lodge. It was the first classical building built in Britain with the first cantilevered staircase, which we've kind of mentioned a little bit of already, yeah. which is the, the wonderful tulip stairs. Um, and it's in virtually its original format. Um, everything 
on the house is is as it kind of was the black and white marble flooring in the great hall is original which mm. is uh black belgian marble um and white bardiglio which means italian marble i believe um as well as a beautiful kind of gallery with wood um the orangery in the south parlors have again that beautiful yeah. marble floor um so lots and lots of original features yeah so um how does it work getting married in technically a museum so do you close it for the day or is there certain times how does that work we're actually really lucky in the way that the house is built in that the main event spaces are the great hall which can yeah. be used as the ceremony and the wedding breakfast the orangery and the south parlors which are usually used for the reception space or indeed smaller ceremonies and smaller wedding breakfasts um, and the undercroft downstairs um, in the daytime, obviously, the museum is open as an art gallery from 10 till 5, but the event spaces that we use can sort of be shut off and on a separate route from the oh, daytime guests. Okay, cool. So we can still open it up to daytime guests. Uh, so there's no other events happening. It's still an exclusive hire for the couple. Um, but the, the daytime public guests kind of go on a separate route and the two kind of groups of people will never cross. Um, and we kind of keep them always sort of one door away from the Great Hall so you don't get any noise um, right. or even kind of risk of anyone walking in in the ceremony. They're just two separate kind of entities, which means it's a lot easier for us to kind of um, juggle both sides of her kind of use. Um, and then obviously once we get to the evening, then it's completely yours. Um, and then we can do a buyout of the kind of whole house if people want to. So that's usually okay. for people who kind of are really quite particular about having kind of nobody near potentially kind of famous people and that sort yes. of stuff yeah. um and so we, we can kind of a couple of times a year we can do a cool com complete buyout yeah all right cool um because of all when um we were getting married i did look at a few we went and got married up in scotland and I looked at a few castles but they were like you can't get married till five o'clock kind of thing so mm -hmm. i wondered how yours would work so that's really cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. When she was restored in 2016, um, and then when we reopened her, there was a lot of kind of discussions about what those timings were going to be. And there was a kind of a year where we said, oh, yeah, you can't get married until slightly later. And um, we kind of juggled it about a bit. Um, we usually do an exclusive, if somebody wants to have the whole wedding at Queen's House, we usually do it from sort of 2 p.m. So okay. it gives us sort of the morning. Um, to set up, but also that we can let the public into the gallery at the top of the hall so they can still see the spaces. Um, right. And that works quite well as well, so that we're not closing those areas of the kind of venue to the general public the whole day and that there's opportunities for people to come in and see it. Right, good stuff. Uh, do couples get ready at your venue or do they come? Sometimes we don't really have that many rooms that they would potentially want to get ready in. Okay. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we've had people want to get ready in the Orange and South Parlours, but because of the nature of the buildings, we can't really do hairspray and makeup and oh, yeah. sort of stuff. Um, so usually we've got the Devere Devonport House just literally like next door. Oh, um, okay. So that hotel works really, really well. We've also got the Double Tree by Hilton um, in Greenwich Centre, and then some people also want the five-star luxury of the Intercontinental at the O2. So there's a couple of different options 
for people to utilize nearby and then kind of come together right uh, but often sometimes you get people who want to do like the finishing touches there right okay so in nearby amenities then that's um covered off with quite a lot of hotels actually yeah yeah, yeah. Greenwich, Greenwich is such a kind of wonderful destination in and of itself um a lot of our couples use Greenwich as the pull um, and there's so much else that they can do in Greenwich. Um, right. So, you know, sometimes people just want to have the ceremony with us at Green's House and then get on a boat or, you know, there's lots of okay, different yeah. options that people can utilise to really kind of take a full advantage of the whole area because it's so beautiful. It's like a little kind of zen retreat in and of itself. Yeah, uh, I read that it's um, it's got views over a very leafy park area and things like yeah. that, which must be quite rare in a city. I always imagine that, you know, it's built up, but if you've got green leafy spaces around, that's amazing. I think actually it's one of the, the real selling points of Queen's House. So she's situated on a UNESCO World Heritage Site, yeah. uh, Maritime Greenwich. She is in 10,000 square meters of green lawns that we look after as Royal Museums Greenwich. Um, and then she looks out over Greenwich Park in one direction and up to the Royal Observatory. Uh, and then on the other side, she has this spectacular view straight down to the river um, through the old Royal Naval College. And then on the other side of the river, you've got the skyscrapers of the Isle of Dogs and Canary Wharf. So you have this really wonderful juxtaposition of yeah. you're in London, yet you're in the middle of the countryside in this beautiful sort of green leafy zen quiet you know very chilled area and yet you can see london it's it's right there so it, it attracts the london bride quite a lot who wants that sort of castle country wedding but wants yeah. to stay in london um, and doesn't want to kind of drag all her guests out to the countryside and have them all have to stay it's very easy to get to if you live in london yeah. Most people can get to us, so it works quite well for that. So for guests and things, you, they wouldn't actually need to be thinking about staying over unless they no. really wanted to. They could just go home. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can you can just go home. Um, it depends if they're London-based or if they're Kent-based. Then again, um, sometimes people drive again because we're not in central London. There are right. kind of parking spaces available that they can kind of pay for at the weekends, which work really well. Um, so sometimes people drive in that sort of access yeah. that you don't get when you go to a central London venue um, gives a whole kind of extended array of options for, for our couples. Good. So what do couples really love when they come to, because obviously they come and have a look and they're like, oh, what, is it the staircase? Is it, what is it? <laughs> is it just yeah. everything? It is everything. I mean, what the Queen's House seems to have in abundance is kind of photo opportunities. Um, you know, particularly in this kind of Instagrammable world. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone wants that perfect shot. And a lot of venues, they have that perfect shot, but they have one of them. Uh, where we have about 50. So wow. people who love the, the stairs, which are these 
for those of you who, who don't know what I'm talking about, they're called the Tulip Stairs, and they're the first ever cantilevered staircase without any support, and it's a beautiful spiral staircase with a sort of blue um, banister designed, um, and, and they're wonderful, and that's a really great place for, obviously, a couple of photographs, or going up the stairs, or coming down the stairs, or at the bottom of the stairs, um, or the cake, or the guest book. Um, <laughs> And just looking up, it looks amazing. It's amazing. The light um, in the Great Hall and how it kind of plays on the marble, um, people love that. The the ceiling, which is a relatively new addition, uh, part of our restoration of 2016, is 24 karat gold leaf painted onto the ceiling. So when you get up lighting on there, it just glitters and dances. Um, the view from the orangery, when you go to the orangery for the reception, if it's a warm day, we want to kind of open the, the back doors and let people out and that perfect view up of the park. Yeah. Um, people. And then you've got obviously the colonnades on both sides and the tulips, um, not tulips, sorry, the horseshoe staircase at the front of the building as well, where if the whole family and all your wedding guests can gather for, for the party. There's so many different kind of options that the clients... Yeah really just can they can really visualize how their day is going to go there i think that's kind of one of the easiest sells you know if they like that and also because i've worked at a number of sort of historic venues and sometimes there's a lot of challenges in terms of the actual style which is beautiful but you know you've got this carpet that you can't really do anything about and it's quite a hideous carpet or you know, it's all very dark and you have to put, put a lot of money into the uplighting lighting, the yeah. or something like that. Whereas actually the Queen's House actually feels very modern in its minimalistic, clean, white, crisp sense. Yes. Um, yeah, it makes it so much easier to um, either kind of keep everything very clean and crisp or to yeah. really inject your own kind of personality. And we had a, a, a wedding of weeks ago where they had they installed a massive uh, elephant in the center of the great hall cool. with flowers all the way through it um and really wow we've never had anything like that um <laughs> yes. but, you know you've got the, the flexibility to really add that kind of splash of personality into the space yeah so it can be a blank canvas as such yeah yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what do couples typically ask you when um, when they look around? How much is it? <laughs> um, well, they they always worry about the cost, and actually, when we usually tell them, they're usually quite surprised, right? Because um, they think it's going to be far more expensive. Um, people love to know about the history. Um, we had a bride this weekend actually who did the most amazing sort of brochure. For her guests in the style okay. of a magazine and the style of like a heat or something like that okay um, yeah. with lots of like articles about um you know the bridesmaids and what they're up to and her and her husband and and that sort of stuff but she did a whole kind of double page section on the history of queen's house and all of the different elements and people love to kind of engage with that oh, um yeah. because obviously you know a bride wants to feel like a queen and to have yeah, that connection is is really special. So people are always really keen to to find out about that, um, and then they always want to know what they can do to add on. So one of the things that we like to do at Royal Museums Greenwich is talk about experience rather than just relying on 
a venue to be beautiful or to look right. Um, so we have a number of ways that guests can enhance things further, whether that is with private tours or curatorial talks, which don't necessarily work for a wedding, but something that guests do quite a lot for our weddings is they add portable uh, telescopes onto the colonnades with our astronomers from the Royal Observatory. Oh, and they cool. come down and they can look at the moon from oh, wow. the colonnades, which is wonderful. Um, fireworks, things like that um, on the grounds, receptions on the grounds, um, lawn games, croquet, that sort of thing that just creates a little bit of kind of excitement. And I think yeah. there's this kind of trend at the moment for more kind of less formal styles of, of events. And one of the things yeah. that we find a lot with Queen's House is that people say it ticks the mother-in-law box. <laughs> you know, the, the parents are happy. That's a really good description. No, the parents are happy. They think it's beautiful. But actually, because it is still relatively a blank canvas, the couple can really put their personality into it and add some little fun, quirky things. Yeah. Um, and some fun, exciting um, suppliers and, and that sort of stuff. So they don't feel like they're restricted and, and in a kind of rigid venue that they have kind of chosen for certain reasons. But they're stuck really on personality. Right, yeah, it's it's such a great venue, and I mean, like you've got four four amazing venues there, but obviously we're we're focusing on Queen's House today, which is brilliant, and oh, we haven't even talked about the Undercroft actually. Oh no, God, oh, yes. <laughs> Ah, so, oh goodness! Well, very, very quickly. Um, the Undercroft is this amazing little little place right underneath um, the Queen's House, which can act as the cloakroom or yep. kind of the welcome area, um, but mainly is the place where everyone gets down dancing um, at the after bit. So yeah. obviously the great hall being what it is um, with the marble flooring uh, and the orange and south part, they're not really suitable for, you know, people doing the Macarena. Or, <laughs> um, In doing the, the heels, yeah. Exactly. So we bring everyone downstairs to the Undercroft afterwards. Um, and it's a relatively, again, blank canvas. Lighting works really, really well in there. They can put down a dance floor. It's a concrete floor. It's right close to the toilets and also outside so we can get some fresh air. Yeah. Uh, and there's three different sections. So what we usually do is recommend that they put the bar in the middle with the DJ band, dance floor, etc., in one space. And then there's another space as well for sort of soft furnishings for those people who don't want don't to, want to. Uh, party hard and just want to kind of sit and relax maybe have some port um in that little space so again it's just really versatile in a in enabling our guests to have all of those different elements of of the day all in the same place yeah it's kind of like a little um one of those little clubs that you uh, kind of just stumble on it's like oh Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people do some really cool theming down there. Um, so we've had people make it like a kind of Narnia place. Oh, where okay. Go through loads of trees. Yeah. Um, we've had like Studio Fifty Four themes. Right. Um, yeah, there's lots of different options that people can do to again just really kind of put their stamp on it um, okay. and make it personal. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and we've we've running out of time here because we've been chatting along so, <laughs> so well and um, but just to um kind of finish off our little discussion here um are there any tips from your perspective as a wedding planner that you would give to couples um thinking about getting married 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, mine's a kind of general tip. It can be at our venue, but across any venue, really, um, is just to make it your own. Um, I'm yeah. very much a believer in your own stamp. And I think that people can get a bit caught up sometimes with the traditional elements of the wedding and what they think right. they should do rather than what they want to do. Um, and I think really, you know, you can include those traditional elements if you're happy with them. Mm. But I think, you know, lots of people now aren't doing a receiving line or they're not doing favours or they're not throwing the bouquet, all of those things. Yeah. I think, you know, feel free to redesign the day a little bit um, and be open to how you actually want the day to go. Um, and I think what we experience at our venues is people are coming because of their personality um, and they are connected to one of our venues and this is across weddings or corporates or whatever they're connected right. to one of the venues specifically because of you know what they're interested in or or what the company is or something like that and really kind of trust in in that element and yeah. go through thinking with that frame of mind rather than listening to what everyone says, oh, you must do this or you must do that. No, you do you. Do you. That is my biggest Yeah, that's, that's brilliant piece of advice there, you do you. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for uh, no, such a great chat. You're welcome. We've had such a great time. And uh, we'd love to speak to you about your other venues at some point I in the future. Yes, yeah. indeed. So, in. Yeah. <laughs> We have a great time. So uh, thank you very much and uh, take care and we shall speak soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.